Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to the new Jesus. Um, let's take a look, first of all, at a little bit of a review. And this is actually from two weeks ago, but last week we were talking about those three things that make up everything in nature. Amplitude, wavelength, and frequency. And frequency also includes a color. Everything is on the color spectrum. Well, that goes with frequency. So frequency, color, wavelength, amplitude. That's power, uh, how frequently it occurs, and the identity and what the thing is itself. All right? And those three things determine outcome on pretty much everything in nature, and I believe there's a spiritual corollary uh, to those same three things. But the, but the power, um, frequency, and identity, when you turn it to the spiritual, become identity and worth, and the power is empathy that is a measure of love. In fact, it's, it's how you determine how much you love. Uh, empathy is a measure of love. That's what it is by definition, okay? Feeling the other person's pain, choosing to do that and care about them and do what helps them and is maybe in their best interest even beyond my own, okay? So, um, in the spiritual, it's empathy, submission, and identity and worth. Okay? So, let's review just a little bit. Something happens that is negative or positive, but for now, let's, let's say it's negative, and it involves 
It's something that I did not want to have happen. So in some way, either physically or non-physically, it creates pain. Emotional pain, physical pain, relational pain, pain, pain related to uh, my career or, or whatever, right? Well, as soon as, so the circumstance happens that's negative, some kind of pain, and I immediately from that have corresponding thoughts, emotions, feelings, brain state, and hormones and chemicals. All of that immediately when the thing happens, whatever it is. And then I can either go down a negative cascade or a positive cascade, all right? The positive is if I've made a commitment to love, to God, to Jesus as my Lord and Savior, etc., then my commitment is to give God control over the end result, whether it's painful or pleasurable. If I've committed myself to God, that comes with it. Uh, David, I think, in the Psalms said, pierce my ear. You know where that comes from? Uh, slaves were let go. Uh, back in Bible times, slaves were let go every certain number of years. And you better believe they would leave forever if that owner was mean to them, okay? But occasionally, there would be an owner who was kind and caring and had the slave's best interest at heart even, okay? And when that happened, sometimes when the slave was let go, they would come to the owner, the master, and ask to be made a full-time slave. And if, the, and if they agreed, then they, they would typically take the slave to the doorpost that was made of wood and pierce their ear. And that means I'm his, but in this case, by my own choice. Because my, that owner, master, was loving, kind, protecting, good, had, had cared about my interest as well, my family, um, whatever, all right? Um, so if I made that commitment that God is in control of my end results, then I experience empathy, I care about other people that are involved as much as me, maybe even more than me. I have a belief that is love-based. I submit to someone else's good as equal to mine, maybe even better. And then the providence of God, the love of God, God's miracle plan of love that he calls the new covenant and grace creates the outcome that is always going to be for my best. All things work together for good. However, if the circumstances painful happens and I'm not committed to God, at least, at least not to the extent that even if the end results are not what I want, I will still by faith let him have control of that and I won't go grab it away from him because I'm so determined that the pain has to go away or I have to get this pleasure sometime soon. In other words, that instant gratification versus delayed. All right? 
So if I've committed to the end result being what I want instead of what God wants, then I go to fear, anger, and down a different cascade where I end up with um, anxiety, stress, worry, illness and disease, uh, negative brain state, negative thoughts, feelings, hormones, all that. All right? So that's kind of the review. If we, if we're, if we are committed to the end result that we want, then typically, as soon as that thing happens that's not what we want, we go, the fear immediately takes us to anger. And then the anger starts the downward cascade to protect myself, to not have faith, but take control of end results. And the vicious cycle over and over and over and over and over again. And last week we uh, demonstrated that the frequency is whatever the identity and worth of that thing is. Okay? So my identity would be Alex Lloyd, child of God, uh, believer, Hope's husband, Harry and George's dad, whatever. Okay? Um, that's, the, that's the frequency. That's the identity and worth. The amplitude is the power. When it happens, how powerful is it? Say maybe on a minus 10 to plus 10 scale. And then wavelength is how often does it occur? Is it every day? Is it every hour? Is it once a year? Is it whatever? And those three things, actually four, because included in frequency is color. So identity and worth, how often it occurs, and the power of when it occurs can determine our internal spiritual mental state that controls our health, our, our career, income, relationships, pretty much everything. Okay? So, um, you don't have to understand all this, you know, the physics, the wavelengths and all that. Just remember, power, occurrence, identity worth, those three. Okay? Alright. And I told you last week at the end that we were going to get this week more practical in how to work on these issues we have biblically and, and resolve them or have them become less of a, of a uh, less holding us back in our life. And by the way, you may hear a, a beep, an annoying beep. It's my smoke detector that I can't figure out how to turn off that started uh, beeping last night. Sorry about that. Okay, here's our uh, postulate for today. 100% of the time, you do what you believe. You agree with that? 100% of the time, you do what you believe. You never do what you don't believe. I've had more pushback and arguments with my clients about this than anything else. And I've shared that before. All right? Why? Because a lot of them came in because... What they were doing was messing up their life. They were an alcoholic. They were a porn addict. They kept having affairs. They couldn't quit uh, 
uh, overeating and eating poorly. They couldn't get themselves to exercise. They were mean or unkind. Uh, you know, a million things, okay? And, and, and for me to tell them, well, the reason you keep drinking is because you believe you should keep drinking was often um, not what they liked hearing, all right? And some were curious, some were a little frustrated, some were downright angry at me until, typically, I explained it, okay? Uh, it's impossible for you to do something that you don't believe you should do unless it's just an accident or it's in a life-or-death situation. It's impossible, okay? Um, you will always do what you believe. So you're thinking, well, okay, wait a minute. What about the alcoholic guy that gets mad at you? What if, what if, what if I have some belief that, man, this is haunting my life. This is holding me back from the life I want. This is getting between me and my significant other. This is keeping me from being more successful at work. Okay, you're saying I want to do that? Well, I'm saying you believe you should at the time or you wouldn't do it. Okay? But, as we've talked about before, you can have a hundred different beliefs about the same issue. And one says you should take the drink, one says you shouldn't. Okay? So, whichever belief is stronger, or whichever one you listen to at the time, is the one that wins, if you want to think of it that way. The one that you actually end up doing. And, um, so let's, so, 100% of the time you do what you believe, you never do what you don't believe, so if we want to fix our issues and have our best life possible, we've got to fix the belief, we've got to decrease or eliminate or change the wrong beliefs that are causing us problems and start believing the love and truth-based beliefs that will give control to God, put us in right standing with the Father and Jesus and allow us as best we can We'll never do it perfect to live in love in the present moment. Okay? All right, so let's take a look at it. <clears throat> All right. There are nine core beliefs and a whole bunch of secondary beliefs. All right? So I would ask you to go through all of these in the next week or two. And I know you can't read this, but we're going to supply it on the... If you click on the uh, chat or... or whatever is on this should you should be able to see it on this screen someplace to click that it'll give you these and you can print them out okay and don't rush this take your time uh you will most likely only have to do this one time in your entire life so i know it may be uncomfortable especially the negative beliefs but take your time okay all right so the nine core beliefs the nine core false beliefs first. I feel unlovable. I feel insignificant, flawed. I feel hopeless, worthless. Uh, life feels hopeless. It feels like something bad's going to happen. I feel like the future will be like the past. You can also say instead of feel, think. I, I, it, uh, it feels like something must change in order for me to be a... It, 
right now in order for me to be okay. I think I have something has to change right now in order for me to be okay. So that can be a statement, a feeling, an emotion, kind of all of the above, whatever it is for you. It can even be an image, right? Uh, it feels like people are out to get me. I feel like I must be in control. No faith, control. I'm not, and there is healthy control, which is self-control from the fruits of the Spirit. I'm talking about the unhealthy kind where I want what I want and I want this end result and I don't want that one and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get this and eliminate that. Even if it means maybe lying or uh, manipulating other people or not doing what I should be doing or whatever. Okay, I feel like I can't do it. I feel like I'm not capable. I feel like others should do it for me. Ooh, big one for the last one. I feel like it's not fair. And then the positive beliefs for the same nine core beliefs. Instead of I feel unlovable, I feel insignificant, I feel flawed, I've got this. For God so loved Alex. How does that compare to I'm unlovable, I'm insignificant, I'm flawed? For God so loved Alex that he gave his only begotten son. So that Alex, if he believes, would not have to perish but have everlasting life. Number two, uh, the uh, negative belief, I feel hopeless, worthless, life is hopeless, positive, our hope does not disappoint. The love of God gives us everything we need and want. And uh, I'm just going to go through the positive ones now. But realize it's uh, the same belief. The nine core beliefs. Number one, core belief, negative. Number one, core belief, positive. Number seven, core belief, negative. Number seven, core belief, positive. It's for the same belief. Okay. Um, number three, all things work together for good uh, to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. What's his purpose? Love. Okay. Uh, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory, there's a misspelling, that's glory, that will be. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you rather than you exalting yourself. You are the righteousness of Christ. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Jesus made himself of no reputation. Truth and love was all that mattered, not image and how other people see me. Nothing is impossible to him who believes. All right, so I would... Um, I would try to find your top one, two, or three uh, false beliefs. And I would work some on the false beliefs until they come down some. And then I would switch to the positive true beliefs. This shouldn't be positive. This should be true. Because what's in the Word of God is not just positive. It's the truth. Okay? Um, but anyway... Find one, two, or three of your biggest negative beliefs and then find one, two, or three of the corresponding positive ones 
work on the negatives to diminish and the positives to increase. You can use our tools you, uh, that we've been sharing with you. They're all free. Uh, they should be available somewhere also when you click and uh, you can not only download this to print it, but you can uh, access the interventions that we've been selling all over the world for years, but we're giving them to you and New Jesus for free. Okay? All right. Now, the secondary beliefs. And, and uh, don't get scared. I'm not going to read them all. But um, these tend to be sub-beliefs under the core beliefs. Okay? So for number one, false core beliefs, there may be seven or eight of these. Okay? And for number two, false belief, there may be seven or eight of these. Okay? Um, you don't have to figure out which ones go with which core beliefs. Just find your one or two or three biggest ones. And then a positive one that corresponds. Uh, we have tried to make this list as exhaustive as possible. Meaning, almost every possible negative belief you could have. It's not exhaustive, but we keep adding to it. And uh, you can keep checking back and there'll probably be a version with a couple more right? And those are always going to be free. All right, so find your top two or three. And usually that's just a gut thing when you, when you read it. Um, oh, oh, these are the positive. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I was talking as if these were the negative secondary beliefs. These are the positive. So on this one, you would find your top two or three um, positive ones that are the positive opposite of the negative ones. Okay, here are the negative ones. Something's not right, that's a big one. I've had a bunch of clients who, that's really all they could tell me. I don't know what it is, I don't know where it comes from, I'm not sure when it started, but something's not right, okay? Well, what would be the positive opposite of that? Well, you could go, you could go find, um, you could go find the positive opposite, either in the nine core positive beliefs or the secondary core positive beliefs, or you can say something's not right. Okay, what would be the opposite, of the, the positive love-based opposite of something's not right? And by the way, something may not be right, all right? That may be true, okay? But you still want a positive opposite. All right? Because things can be right. And, and what God says in Scripture is you are the righteousness of Christ. What does that mean? Right! means you're right. <laughs> okay? So, something's not right. I am the righteousness of Christ. Okay? So, we want to... We don't, have, we don't even have to get rid of something's not right. All we have to do is, is bring into something's not right the positive truth, I am the righteousness of Christ. All right? So we don't have to get rid of something's not right. All we have to do is replace it or transform it into I am the righteousness of Christ. 
and that ha and, and and that's what that's what this is all about and we explain that if if one of if uh let's say this red wave represents cancer or anger how do you change it you hit it with another wave that has an equal opposite or something close to that frequency and the result will be let's say a new wave maybe the blue one that is no longer cancer or no longer anger and maybe now it's it's the, the cancer's gone or the anger is now maybe transformed into patience okay so uh you don't have to eliminate it we can just transform it and that can and in physics that can happen like this by hitting the negative frequency with a different frequency, typically something close to an equal opposite, all right? And that's exactly what I would do with these beliefs, both in your prayer, meditation, if you go to the Revelation 1 meditation, or using some of the tools we've given you to do that manually, okay? Belief profiling, and we've... We've already uh, demonstrated this, uh, both in this form and on the whiteboard, where I actually filled it out. Um, so I would take a look at that. But uh, for these, the middle is what you're working on, whatever that is. Anger, uh, diabetes, a relationship, money, whatever. That's the issue. And I would rate it uh, minus 10 to plus 10 okay, where it is right now. These are all the possible components. Who are people involved? List them. Mom, dad, my spouse, my, my kids, somebody at work. Um, what are the beliefs? Maybe the belief is that I'm not doing a good job at work or that um, uh, I don't know. I don't measure up. I'm not good enough, which I've felt most of my life. All right. Um, what are the results of this? Well, let's say this was acid reflux, a problem I had in my 20s. Results are extreme physical pain. What if, we're, what if this is hopes and she's working on her clinical depression she had the first 12 years of her marriage? Well, sadness and depression, all right? Um, are there events involved, okay? Did something happen that she became depressed? Did something happen that I, that I developed acid reflux? Am I eating the wrong foods? Not enough water? Not enough exercise? Whatever. Uh, what are memories that are related, okay? When I feel that acid reflux pain, uh, does it bring anything to mind from the past? that I might need to work on, all right? What are the related thoughts to my acid reflux? I thought I was gonna die of cancer of the esophagus. What were Hope's thoughts? She wanted to die, literally, every day. Said she was too big of a chicken to do anything about it. What are the emotions and feelings? Just list them. Anger, sadness, um, low self-worth, whatever. Um, these out here are for the uh, minus 10 to plus 10 numbers. What are the actions? Well, for my acid reflux, it was, okay, eat different. Take these pills 
take these medications, you know, right before or right after I eat so I don't, so the acid reflux doesn't happen, okay? And then others, whatever else might be involved. So you, this is sort of a way to, in one glance, see a belief in something significant in your life that you believe is causing problems and to get an overall but pulling it apart, all the components of it, picture. But I would encourage you when you work on this for healing purposes, you, you, you work on all of it at the same time. Not just this or one aspect out here. All of it, all right? And then after you're done with a, if you're using one of our treatments, uh, go back and see if any of the zero to tens have changed. And so you can track your progress. And then when you get done, file this and then start to work on something else. But you can always come back and, and see how the healing of this developed over a day, a week, a month, uh, three months, whatever. Okay? So I believe um, using this tool can help you determine... What are my truthful core beliefs? What are my false core beliefs? What are my truthful secondary beliefs? What are my false core uh, secondary beliefs? And let me transform the false into the true. All right. Um, I would track it on a minus 10 to plus 10 line. Okay. So the acid reflux for me was probably minus 7. I'd put a mark there. Um... Others, Hope was involved with that. She would probably be a minus three or four because my acid reflux had a big effect on her as well. Uh, we'd be out eating and I'd have an attack and it would embarrass her and she'd be worried about me and all sorts of things, okay? Uh, so plot those aspects of the belief profiling on the line. And then what I would do is start to work first on the one with the that is the most negative, whatever that component is, all right? And then when that one's better, work on the one that's now the most negative, which means the farthest over here from that belief profiling sheet. Uh, you don't have to fill out that circular sheet, all right? You can just make a list if you want to, all right? Uh, what's my issue? Rate it 0 to 10. What are the components of it? Rate them. All right. What's my false core belief? My true core belief that's the opposite of that. My false secondary beliefs and the true secondary beliefs that are opposite of those. All right. So um, I think this is really helpful. All it is is a tool. You don't have to do it, but it's helpful to see, okay, if I were, if I have plotted my acid reflux on here, and basically every component, and there was like 12 of them, you know, you saw that in that last uh, slide, the, the circle with the different colored pie slices, okay? Well, when I actually diagrammed that, like every one of them was like from here over. Well, that's sort of depressing. I mean, good grief. This is an important part of my life. And there's nine, ten components. Every one of them almost are in the negative, and the one or two that were in the positive are just barely there. 
man, that can't be healthy. That can't help me be happier. So let me see if I can do some work and get those shifted to about right here. Plus seven or above. And to me, that is your best life or close to it. And that's what we want to help you do and what we've been doing for 20 years. Okay? So this is the diagnostic line, also the belief diagramming line. Right? Okay. Uh, I, would, I would call that the advanced memory finder protocol. I've talked before about the memory finder protocol. I would call this kind of the advanced. Uh, feel free to use any of them, all of them, none of them, whatever works for you. Calculate your amp amplitude, which is um, uh, the frequency of occurrence, the frequency, which is the identity and worth, and the wavelength, no, I'm sorry, the wavelength is, is frequency of occurrence, amplitude is power. So calculate those. This is how everything in nature and also a correlation to the internal spiritual works, I believe. The amplitude is power, frequency is what it is, wavelength is speed or currents. And, and I believe every day and in every situation and in every circumstance, you have a choice, okay? You have to have a choice because love requires a choice. If God took away the choice, it would eliminate love, all right? So even if you don't think about it, even if it, you don't feel it, even if you disagree, there is always a choice, okay? Like the guy, the alcoholic, my client, who got angry at me, you're saying I, I, I believe I should take a drink? Are you out of your mind? It's ruining my whole life. I, I do not believe I should take a drink. Yes, you do. Or you couldn't have taken a drink. It would have been impossible. We only do what we believe. We never do what we don't believe but we can have conflicting beliefs and many different beliefs about the same issue. Find out your minus 10 to plus 10. You can do that by taking the true you test. I believe we gave you a coupon to take that for free. It's typically a hundred bucks. Uh, the true you test is a micro expressions test. It measures your unconscious, subconscious, and ancestral issues. And if there's another test out there that does that, I, don't, I haven't found it. It took me 16 years to develop this one uh, with help, with help. Uh, also, X-Factor, that'll take you only like uh, one minute to take and will show you where the four pillars of your life are, okay? There's four issues, four pillar issues everyone has. One of them is your greatest strength that you need to get on and ride that'll take you to your best success. One of them is your biggest weakness. That's the thing most holding you back in your life. You need to uh, transform the negative to the positive, and you need to get on that best positive one and ride it and uh, to your best life. 
or close to it. Once you do that, then I would go to um, fill out your genealogy. You can also, I believe we have a thing you can download this to, print it out, and, you know, put people's names in there and stuff. I've got 10 things I'd like you to figure, to, to try to find out about these people, okay, that may be, that are, that are related, that are, that are a part of your belief system, both true and false, okay? So, Name, connection, known for, 0 to 10 positive for you, 0 to 10 negative for you, anything major related to that person, any popsicle memories where it really wasn't anybody, anything that anybody did wrong, but still someone got traumatized for it. Uh, your first thought when you think of that person, your first emotion when you think of that person, and any history. And especially looking here for any sort of unforgiveness, anger, conflict, uh, whatever. All right? And there is always a person related to the issue. How do you find it? Whatever the issue is, what's the number one negative emotion or feeling? Frustration, anger, um, sadness, fear, anxiety, low self-worth, rejection. What is it? Whatever that negative emotion or feeling is, when you think of that person, or thought, it can be a thought, uh, go with that feeling, emotion, or thought and say, okay, when is the first or biggest time I remember that feeling or thought related to any person, any interaction or observance of any person, all right? And typically, one will float up, all right? Well, then, you not only need to work on the issue, you need to work on that person's impact that they're having, even if they're dead, on you and your life as you try to live it moment by moment, day by day. They're, they're negatively affecting you and you don't even know it and probably blame it not on that, but on your current circumstances, okay? Become a detective of your own life. And this is not going to have to be for 30 years, all right? We're talking, you probably only need to do this once in your life. So relax, take your time, do it right, be done with it, and have your life get better and better. Once you've found the frequency, wavelength, amplitude, then start making connections. Every negative belief you have has an image, a person, a circumstance, a belief, a feeling. Every one of them does, okay? And from the image comes feelings, emotions, thoughts, brain state, uh, hormones, chemicals, all of the above, okay? So what we want to do is exchange your power-draining beliefs for true power beliefs from Scripture and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Alright. So, that's what I'd like you to play with this week. Is um, find those 
core beliefs, positive, truthful, and and untruthful. Find second your secondary beliefs, positive and untruthful. And and with one issue at a time, focus on the negative sum to diminish the negative. Focus on the positive sum to increase the positive. And here's a, here's a wonderful little tip. When I'm working on an issue, that's exactly what I do. I focus a few minutes on the negative belief I have, thoughts, feelings, emotions, people, circumstances, everything. And then I shift and focus on the positive belief that I want more of, okay? Well, if the positive belief goes up from, let's say, well, no, let's, uh, let's start the other way. Let's say the negative belief is anger, uh, something, some belief related to anger. And it's a negative three on a minus 10 to plus 10 scale. And so I work on it with some of the interventions we've given you, or I go to Revelation 1, or I do the Alpha Inducer, or the Vegas Breathing, or the uh, Rapid Eye Stress Treatment, or whatever. Okay, I'm doing something, all right? Um, so I focus on the negative for a few minutes, then the positive. Okay, if I focus on the negative and the anger goes down from a negative three to a negative two, that's a good thing, right? Of course it is. Less anger is good, unless it's righteous anger or a life or death situation, all right? But stay with me. I work on it. It goes down from a negative three to a negative two. That's good work. All right. But... What if I work on the positive opposite? What's the positive opposite of anger? Patience. So let's say the patience is at a plus two, and I work on it, and it goes to a plus three. Nine times out of ten, with nine out of ten people, if the positive goes up one notch, the negative will go down at least two notches, and sometimes seven or eight, all right? Why? Because the love is more powerful. Perfect love drives out fear, all right? So you don't really have to focus on the negative at all. I would try it, see how it feels. I like to do it. I like to focus on the negative and feel that negative spark less and less and less and less until there's no more negative charge. Okay, and then I may even start to feel a positive charge related to that thing. So anyway, I like to feel the negative decrease and maybe even start to change as far as the image or belief or, or, or uh, statement or, or whatever it is. Okay, um, so I would try both. And... and, and for the most part, I would rec recommend doing both. It, so if you do, you know, one, two, three minutes on the negative, shift over one, two, three, four, five, six minutes on the positive. And the negative decreases, positive increases. You know, your, your mind and body and, and spirit are the most unbelievable generators, creators of positive feelings, emotions, thoughts, all that sort of stuff, and negative ones that have ever been conceived in history. You want proof? Well, 
the latest research on the on the capacity and potential of your brain and nervous system is over one quadrillion bits. How much is that? The capacity and potential and power of the entire internet. Wow! Okay, so man, your, your mind, body, spirit, the stuff inside you that can either create love or create fear, create patience or create anger, it is one of the most powerful things in the entire universe. And it can create these things like that. All it needs is uh, us to understand it a little bit, to be committed either to God and love or to myself and what I want when I want. Okay? So that's what I would encourage you to do is, is focus on the negative a little bit, but probably the positive more Number one, it feels better. And number two, you kind of get double for your money because you, you, you get the negative to go lower. The positive might go lower, but it might not. If the positive goes up, the negative virtually guaranteed, you're virtually guaranteed it's going to go down at least double and maybe more. All right? So remember that and use that as you're working through your issues. Okay, now next week, I, I hope that's starting to get practical. I gave you actually something to do to find those core and secondary beliefs, both truthful and false. Okay, and those are, those are the things that you need to work on in order to heal your life, to heal your cancer, to heal your relationship, to have a better career, to just be happier and more content in life. All right. Uh, but next week, we're going to go even further. And I'm going to show you how to, um, even to a greater extent, to, to take that issue that's bothering you in your life and pull all the factors apart that make it up so that you can address each one individually and they heal much faster that way when you're dressing, addressing the underlying factors, which could be 4, 5, 6, 8, 10, 12 for one issue, rather than just the issue. Heals much faster when you find and you're addressing, praying about, focusing on those underlying factors that make up the anger or the low self-worth or whatever. But that is for next week. So this week, find your issues and start praying about them. Go to Revelation. Start working on them. But next week, we're going to go even deeper and I think make uh, I'm going to share stuff with you that will allow your entire healing process to be shortened by maybe half. So maybe instead of six months, three months. Instead of a week, three days. Um, at least that's what typically happens um, through the years with my clients and in workshops and things. Okay? So, um, you always do what you believe. You never do what you don't believe. So, if you've got a problem, you got to find, and that, you got to find 
that, well, you don't have to find it. It helps to find it. And then I was about to say, and you have to change it, but I don't really believe that. I believe God can change it. Love can change it. My unconscious mind can change it. Okay? Um, my brain and nervous system can change it. Right? There's, it's not just me changing it. And even if I do, by my willpower, use some of these tools and things that we've been talking about, that's still not me changing it. God made those tools. They only work because he made it so. Okay? So, uh, every, every good and perfect gift comes from above, including this, if, if, if it's a good gift, and I believe it is. All right? So, do that this week if you have time. If not, at least pray and think about it some. And then next week... Uh, we'll get even more practical and show you how to immediately start healing your issues and moving more and more toward your best life possible. Not only for yourself, but your family and those that love and care about you. So um, I hope this makes a little bit of sense. It seems a little bit disjointed to me. I apologize for that. Um, I'll try to clear anything up next week that I muddled up this week too bad. Uh, but anyway, I, I, hopefully you get the, the general gist of it, that you always do what you believe, you never do what you don't believe. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Nothing is impossible to him who believes. Let's change those beliefs from untruthful and fear-based to truthful and love-based. And I promise you, you can do it. You, you may have tried a hundred times and been unsuccessful a hundred times. And I'm not surprised at that because that's what typically happened. But with these tools and the things we're sharing with you, um, I, I've seen it occur consistently over and over and over. And by the way, that's what the double-blind studies on the techniques and the medical test on the techniques say as well. So, um, find those beliefs this week. Let's change them and move toward your best life. And have a wonderful, blessed day.